Imagine you open your eyes to this weird sensation. You're floating through space. You're in microgravity. Scientists are surrounding you, uh, conducting experiments and fixing up the space station. Yes, you're on the International Space Station, but something's not quite right. Look out the window. Instead of seeing the Earth below, you're seeing the moon. You are in orbit around the moon. And this could be your future because NASA is developing Gateway, its lunar orbital station, to act as kind of like a checkpoint to the lunar surface and the even bigger Artemis program. Today, we're joined by a scientist working to make this dream possible. From the studios of Cincinnati Public Radio, I'm your host, Dean Regis, and this is Looking Up. The show that takes you deep into the cosmos or just to the telescope in your backyard to learn more about what makes this vast universe of ours so amazing. So NASA's Artemis missions are going to be sending people back to the moon. And the plans are to land the first woman and first person of color on the moon, as well as establish the first long-term human presence on the moon. Now, I don't think it's going to be like we're going to see moon bases and people living there year-round, but there's going to be some amazing stuff, including this gateway mission that's going to be kind of like this way station to go down to the moon, back up to the moon, and then a practice, hopefully, to send people to Mars. So it's similar to International Space Station, but instead of circling the Earth, it'll be circling around the moon. And the idea is to have it be like, you know, people living there, like, all the time. And the hardest part about going into space is really just getting off of the Earth. The Earth's gravity is so intense that it just takes a tremendous amount of energy to break free of the gravity of the Earth. And that's why you need these super gigantic big rockets. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. They're going to send it up in parts and pieces and assemble it in space. Now, I mean, think about that. Just putting things together up in space when you're traveling so fast at tens of thousands of miles an hour, and getting the parts together in the right places with the propellant to keep it going. Man, this is some serious rocket science stuff. These are like some super nerds that are working on this. And I, I'm like impressed. Like whenever some engineers put this kind of thing together, this is not easy. This is, this is incredibly difficult. And the idea of sending people up there too complicates things even more because everything up in space frankly, wants to kill you. You have to work for everything being out in space. You have to bring all your food, all your water. You can't get hit by micrometeorites. You can't have system failures. You have to make sure the toilets are working, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, I'm, I'm also dreaming. Like, you know, like when we do send people into space, I kind of like to hitch a ride with them myself. I like to, you know, mentally, uh, emotionally go with them because uh, I'm never going to be asked to go into space. And I don't know about you all, but uh, I, I think it would be pretty cool. But it, you got to feel for the astronauts when you see them getting ready for this, when you see them training for this. So I can't wait to see what happens. And I'm really excited to speak with our guest here today, who is Melissa McGuire, the mission design manager for NASA's Gateway Power and Propulsion Element. Oh, man, she's going to give us the lowdown on what's coming up with this project. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. 
Well, Melissa, thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thank you very much, Dean. It's uh, my pleasure. This is a really exciting time for humans in space as we're getting ready to uh, send people back around to the moon with the Artemis missions. Uh, and the Gateway Project seems really fascinating. So what's your role in the development of uh, the Gateway and Artemis? All right. So to explain my role, I think I need to explain a little bit about the Gateway and what it is. The Gateway is um, it's a space platform that we're going to be assembling in an orbit near the moon called a near rectilinear halo orbit. And that's a, a loosely semi-stable orbit. It's at about the distance of the moon. So it's an orbit sort of about the Earth. But because it's near the moon, it's tugged by the moon. So it lives in this gravitational pull between the Earth and the moon. And it's semi-stable, so it requires a propulsion system to help keep whatever spacecraft is there, there, so that we don't drift either toward the moon or back toward the Earth. So my role is uh, the mission design manager of something called the power and propulsion element. Um, and it's going to do what its name implies. It's going to provide power and propulsion for the gateway. And the PPE, that's the power and propulsion element, is going to take itself and a habitat, those are the first two pieces of the gateway, up to this destination orbit about the moon. And my team and I are responsible for designing the trajectory that it's going to fly to get up there. So this will be essentially like a moon of the moon, which is not easy to do, correct? That's correct, yes. But we're going to try to make use of that to keep down a propellant cost in order to put this platform near the moon to help and support the long-duration lunar missions we have planned. And so how many individual modules will make up the, you know, the, the final product, the completed gateway? So this is a good question. We're the first two, so the PPE and the HALO, which is the, the habitat. Um, there'll be somewhere less than 10 total modules, but that doesn't include the visiting vehicles. So like our Orion that we just saw successfully fly as part of Artemis 1 will be coming up to the gateway and bringing astronauts up and taking them back home. Um, and then because it's going to be supporting the, the landed missions, our HLS spacecraft will be coming up and docking with the gateway. Uh, transferring astronauts, transferring assets, um, being used as a staging place. And then we'll also, just like the space station, have logistics modules that will come up and bring supplies or, or take away things. So they'll be very active coming and going at the gateway, uh, as well as the modules that are built up. So do you see this as kind of a, a forerunner to maybe a Mars mission? Is this a little practice or is this even more than that? So that's exactly the plan. So everything that we're doing right now is crafted in our, our moon to Mars goals as an agency. And so the gateway allows us to test out both technology and hardware as well as operations and usage. So how do we provide communications for a, a long duration surface mission? What sort of things will our astronauts who are away from the earth need? But also the hardware. So my my PPE, the power and propulsion element, has these really huge uh, arrays and these new advanced electric propulsion thrusters, both of which we're testing out because they would be potential usage on the transportation systems that we build to take crew to and from Mars. It's, it is absolutely a dry run and a test for all the things we're going to need to send people to Mars. So with, with all your work with this and, and seeing how all the systems are working and testing all that, would you go up yourself? Like, do you feel like you would, like if they said, you know, we'll offer you a free trip up there to the moon, Mars, or beyond, would you say yes to all or yes to some, yes to any? Would you actually do it? 
I'm not necessarily a thrill seeker uh, by design, but I am a problem solver. So my entire career, I've been working on the transportation side, the trajectory side of the problem for sending people beyond Earth. And I'm fully happy being the person on the ground who figured out how to do it to make it possible for the folks who have that adventurous side and they're, they're willing to go and make the trip. So no, I would stay here, but I would do everything in my power to, to make those trips possible and be happy sitting here watching it on television with everybody else. Oh, I love it. Spoken like a true engineer. Oh, it's, it's, oh my gosh. <laughs> Goes to my heart. Uh, I have a lot of engineers in my family. So uh, it's awesome to, to see what's going to be coming. And what what's the most exciting part about the missions uh, that you're seeing that are, that are going to be unfolding? Do you think the public is going to really love? So I think similar to Artemis that just happened sort of in real time, that everybody could just watch all of the, the different phases of the mission as Orion made its successful flight uh, around the moon and back again. I think we have come so far in all of the technologies for communication and data sharing and video technologies and all of the things that we didn't necessarily have during the Apollo time. I think all of these missions are much more personal. They can be a part of everyone's lives. You can just live stream things on your phone and watch how it's happening. I, I almost feel like we're in the 60s and early 70s. You sat in your living room television and you were a part of the mission and people felt like they're a part of what was going on. I think it's even more so now because we have all these ways to connect. And NASA is using all of those and everything that we're designing. So, you know, we're putting cameras everywhere and we're making sure we're data sharing. And we've involved uh, international partners across the world. We're not just doing this on our own. So it really is a, a global effort where all of the successes are the successes of, of everyone, all of humanity. It's something that I always hoped we would be able to get my entire career. And I'm really, really excited. I still haven't come down from Artemis 1. I just think that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, human space travel is exciting, thrilling, dangerous, all the above. Right, and, all of uh, and we're entering into this new phase. Um, I think I'm with you. I think I'll watch. I think that sounds better. <laughs> And hope all everything goes smoothly because, I mean, this is stuff that you all have been working on for a long time and tested. What What is the, the timetable if everything goes well? When is launch and start and uh, and all this coming up? So we're looking toward the the mid to latter half of this decade for all the launches. So we're still, we're, we've actually started building hardware. So we do have some pieces built um, and we're still a couple years out or so before our launches. Wow. And, and I mean, just, you know, between us, you, you walk around telling everybody you're a rocket scientist, right? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do that. Um, if people ask me, I will tell them what I work on. I'm very, very proud of it. And I think more than being proud of being a rocket scientist, I'm just honored and grateful that I get to work with all of the really smart people I get to work with. There are some really, really smart people who are very dedicated and very passionate, and it's a joy to work with all of them. Oh, yeah. It must be like working at some amazing college campus with all these brilliant minds and astronauts walking around and engineers walking around. And thanks so much for talking to us today, Melissa. This has been a lot of fun, learning a lot more about Gateway and Artemis, and best of luck with it. We'll be watching and tuning in and seeing what adventures await. Well, thank you very much. This has been my pleasure. I love talking about all of the cool things that NASA's doing. So I'm looking forward to it too. So I've been speaking with Melissa McGuire, the mission design manager for NASA's Gateway Power and Propulsion Element. Melissa, thanks again. Thank you so much. Looking Up with Dean Regis is a production of Cincinnati Public Radio. 
Marshall Verbsky as our show producer and professional moon cheese chef. Ugh, yuck. Ella Rowan as our audio engineer and microgravity liaison. So yeah, she keeps you up in space. And our theme song is Possible Light by Ziv Moran. I'm Dean Regis, and keep looking up.